Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Anders. And I'm Daniel. We're three nerds that met through our love of science fiction and fantasy storytelling. Of course, one of our favorites is George Lucas's signature achievement, Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So here we are with yet another Star Wars podcast, where each week we discuss one of the films in the current Star Wars canon. From the sands of Tatooine to the levels of Coruscant, we cover it all. Yet another Star Wars podcast is available wherever you get your podcast and is part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello and welcome to Recent Activity, your new favorite entertainment review podcast that attempts to cover every film, every show, all at once. I am your co-host, Andrew Morgan. With me today are two men who always accept my indecent proposals. My beloved co-host, Shane Beauregard. What's up? And the host of the amazing pop culture podcast, The Pint. Our special guest today, Mr. John Amenta. What's going on, guys? It's good to be back. Good to uh, to be doing another draft with you guys. I know. I like doing these things. I don't know if our audience cares or catches on, but honestly, I don't give a shit because I, these are like my favorite things to do in the world. Yeah, who cares? It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, we're, if you're having fun on your show... I do the same thing. We'll, we'll do episodes, and I'm like, "This is a movie nobody cares about." But we're having, we're having it. We're talking about Teeth, the the horror movie with a girl with vagina filled with yeah, teeth. I and I'm like, movie. "I love that movie." By the way, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if this is gonna play over, but you know what? We're having a good time, so f it. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah you've had some like straight up gross shit, like like Greasy Strangler, all the other stuff. Like you had a Van Damuary, yeah. you know, like. It works, man. Just do what you're going to do. That's right. Because how many yeah, years no. are you in now, John? Uh, we're in year six right now. Yeah. I mean, Shane and I, like, there's new stuff every week, and we're still bored. So, like, it's cool, <laughs> man. Like, you have every excuse to do whatever the hell you feel like. In 2017 is when you've been established right That's there, right. buddy. That's right. <laughs> April of 2017. Shane, yeah, Shane, Shane is wearing a pint shirt. Yeah. That's right. He went to Tea Public. I, I wish I knew the exact address, but. Go to Tee Public, uh, the pint, a pop culture podcast, and look at a, a bunch of uh, T-shirt ideas that I've made that that uh, people barely buy. But Shane bought one, so that's all that matters. <laughs> that's very true, absolutely. And I have a few of my own, so uh, totally. <laughs> but usually, you know, I get them hand delivered by John, so you know, yes. I, I'm 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 in the circle, I'm in the club, so you know, I appreciate that every single time. I love wearing them out there. Um, what else you got coming up on on the pint, John? I, you know, you've been all over the map, and I know you've had takeover months, and like I said, the Van Damuaries. What do you got coming up? So on the regular show, uh, this week's episode is a uh, uh, trash tolerable or treasure, which we started with you yes. way back when the first episode was the voice. of Waterworld. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. You were yeah, you were the voice of of the pint for a long time. So we're doing Deep Rising, the uh, nineteen ninety eight yeah. Treat Williams, Famke Jensen, uh, giant fucking octopus <laughs> or something. Yeah, uh, monster movie. Um, and, uh, we we're kind of planning out the rest of the month. Uh, but if you are a listener and you didn't, you know, you don't do the Patreon thing, go to Patreon slash the pint, because in January we did Van Damuary, which was all, uh, all of January was, uh, Van Dam films. And now we're doing four more just for our patrons over, uh, on, on the patron and they'll be coming out through the rest of the year. We just did and released kickboxer last week. Nice. So. We're going to be doing Street Fighter. We're going to be doing Oof. Sudden Death 
which is Die Hard oh. in a, in the Stanley Cup Finals. Yep. And um, the one, another one I keep forgetting. It's one of my buddy Joe picked it. It's one of the many sequels to Universal Soldier. Maybe the oh, Return. Okay. Yeah, or maybe Day of Reckoning. I don't remember, but we're doing that. Have you done? Uh, did you do the one with Robin? You didn't do the one with Robin, right? Like we that, we uh... did not, but. But I'm currently I'm currently thinking about doing at least one more Van Damuary next year, right? Because you know there's still enough movies that I can. We haven't got to the point yet where where he's like in his like direct video like ending <laughs> of his career. There's yeah, still or a, Netflix, like, double... buddy. There's the Netflix one too. Exactly, and actually, I've never seen. Um, I know it's not Netflix necessarily, but the JCVD was was requested a lot oh, by yeah. people. So oh, we might do that one. So good, it's so good. All right, we might do that one. Yeah, apparently you're dealing with Shane. <laughs> Just got a boner right now. Jesus Christ. Shane, come on for the JCVD episode. You were invited. I love Van Damme, man. Yeah. Sun Impact, Double Impact. I'm all good. All it's all good. Yeah. All impacts. Yeah, all impacts. <laughs> and, of course, JCVD was still relevant in 1993, which is the movies of 93 draft today. So uh, very topical, uh, as John uh, giggled when uh, he came on, because I'm listed as Alicia Silverstone, uh, my name in this uh, draft circle that we have going on here. Um, I already uh, picked the names out of the hat. Well, actually, I had my, my daughter do it, so she was very helpful. Uh, I love the internet, like the small little things that you could do where you could just do a pick out of the hat generator thing and just bam, there's like a billion of them, you know? It's amazing. Yeah. I love this place. But um, the order today, this will be a snake draft style, is John first, you lucky devil, uh, Shane second, and myself third, uh, which means John and I will have back-to-back picks in, in specific spots. Um, there are five categories. You have... Oscar nominee, which is self-explanatory. Blockbusters, which is anything that made over $75 million domestically. And, of course, we have the basics like comedy. There's horror sci-fi. And then a wild card for uh, anything that, you know, wasn't picked to that point. Or or you could pick it, you know, straight out and just tuck it away in your wild card and keep all your categories open. So you could do it anytime. It's any movie from any of these categories or ones that aren't in any of these categories. So uh, feel free to uh, go crazy with that. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy yourselves. I do. Like I said, I love these things. Uh, John, before we get started, I, I always like doing these things. 1993, buddy. Who is John Amenta? What's he doing? What's he up to? How big are his pants? Uh, what's going on? <laughs> they are much uh, smaller than they were are today. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually, mean like waist. I wasn't trying to shame. I was literally doing a Jinko kind of thing. But I think oh, it's, pro- oh, oh. <laughs> it's like pre-Jinko thing. <laughs> uh, no, I wasn't a Jinko guy. Actually, I graduated high school in 93. So okay. it, it was, oh. yeah, I turned 18 in 93. I graduated high school, you know, in June, I turned 18 in October. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just uh, got my <laughs> I got my first job at a uh, at a place where essentially I'm still doing that form of job 30 years later. So <laughs> so yeah. take me out in the back and, and tie a, a bandana on my eyes and shoot me in the head. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, that was me, 18 years old. Nice. Yeah, and uh, Shane, so where were you at? I think you're around John's age, maybe a little younger, right? I'm a little younger. I'm yeah. a couple years younger. I was a sophomore in high school, so me and uh, Mr. Frodel were just getting acquainted at that time. Uh-huh. 
And uh, yeah, so it was all good. I was a sophomore at Hamden High, and it was the best times of my life right there. Yeah. How often do you guys go into the movies, John? Like, are you uh, like you oh, know constantly going? Because it's eighteen. That's like the peak time, right? Pathetic amounts. Like, <laughs> like you know, like I, I I don't think I got my first real girlfriend till towards the end of the year. So like me and my friends, we used to go to the movies a lot. Yeah. Like opening night. Like if you if you were to take a list. Of movies at like this year or the year before and say hey when did you see this or that i went the night it opened like or right. i went the yep. night before or, yeah. and and not just that but like i was also the guy that like oh you know you like terminator 2 i saw it four times in the theaters like right you yeah. know i i barely get out to the theaters now and it's not a covid thing it's just a life thing but sure. like it, it was regular for me and my friends i think we saw the, the next year and we talked about this kind of on the episode with shane over on on the qt I think I saw Pulp Fiction like eight times in the movie theaters because yeah. me and my friends would just go, what do you want to do tonight? Well, let's go to the diner and uh, let's, let's go see Pulp Fiction. You know what I mean? Like it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a weird thing. And it's like, I look at it now and I'm like, the, it wasn't the money then. like that. It didn't cost a lot to go to the movies, but it's like, wow, I was spending like three, two and a half, three hours, <laughs> uh, uh, like five, six, seven, eight times in my life. Yeah. And now I could barely, if I want to go, see, I, I've been wanting to see Guardians of the Galaxy 3 for weeks. And I'm never going to go see it because <laughs> right. I can't find the time. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's amazing how much stuff has changed. Oh, I know. And Shane, you were, you were the same way at that point? Oh, absolutely. It was Blockbuster. It was Tommy K's. It yep. was the movie theater. It was everything, man. Like, that was in my, pro- like, I still go to the movies. Like, as you know, yeah. uh, Andrew, I, I still go every week uh, to the theater. So, but back in 93, 92, that was my heyday, man. Like, yeah, there was nothing I didn't see back in the day. Tommy yeah. K's. I know. I miss it. it. He was uh, the guy who owned Tommy K's. Tom, like, that guy uh, was a regular <laughs> when I worked at the movie theater in the late 90s, early 2000s. So, you know. Love that guy. Love their love their establishment. I interviewed uh, multiple people, got autographs from multiple stars that would come through and do autograph signings in the store and everything else. It was so cool. Um, so yeah, I miss those days myself. Um, and that's when you ha- and that's when you had to sneak into the back room. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, exactly. Like, through the beads, man, or through yeah. the. Oh, actually, they had <laughs> no. It was the beads. It was the beads. <laughs> uh, it depends on where you had. I think mine had saloon doors. So yeah, it depends on where you're at. But yeah, I think mine had saloon <laughs> I, doors. I, I moved when I was when I was 21. I moved to Hamden, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, uh, with with uh, a buddy of mine bought a house, and I, and I I moved in with him with another friend. It's a great opportunity to get out of the house. And um, I I lived in Middletown, so we didn't have a Tommy K's that, that way. But I in Hamden, I learned of Tommy K's. Yeah. And I used to go to the one like down that little, uh, what was that, right off on Whitney Avenue? Is that Whitney Avenue? Yes. The one yeah, that was yeah. down, right? Okay. That was the one I used to go to all the time. And one time I went to Tommy K's and I, I rented a regular movie. And I rented the, the Pam and Tommy tape because like you know, <laughs> 21, yeah. it's 1996 or 7, you know, and I want to say right. that. And I'll never forget the interaction I had with the girl behind the counter because I put the movies up on the counter <laughs> and she, she looks, you know, she sees the cases and she says to me, she goes, um, she goes, she points at the regular movie. She goes, this is really good. And then she points at the other one and goes, I don't know about this one. I don't it, like, she got embarrassed. Like she was like, <laughs> she goes, I, I didn't mean this one. I don't mean this one. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, it's okay. It's okay. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's never an easy interaction. People, you know, no, no. I, 
not many times do I get to go like the kids these days don't know. I and mean, it's been obviously a long time, but you know, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like it was yeah. so hard to do that. I, I rarely ever did it. And if I did it, I'd be like in a pack with other animals where we would right. all do it like in succession. So there, there, that there are no, yeah. there are no saloon doors in the internet. <laughs> they could just, exactly. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, on that note, let's get this draft started. <laughs> I was, of course, 11 years old when this uh, came out, so I was uh, uh, not even a, tw- I was a tween, not even a preteen, you know, whatever uh, it was. But I will say that this is one of uh, a year where, you know, because your parents still drop you off at the mall or drop you off at the movie theater and just let you watch shit for days because they don't want to deal with you or it's raining and they don't give a shit. Uh, this was part of that time for me, so great time. Uh, they still did double features back then, so I was able to, like, gobble up a lot of these movies myself 1993 guys let's do it john kick us off here buddy what are you picking all right so you had mentioned earlier to me today that there was a dearth of horror slash sci-fi in this year yeah and especially for horror this is a bad year for horror so i I, it's hard to fill that category so since i'm first i'm gonna fill the sci-fi category sci-fi horror with jurassic park that's exactly what that, I would do. <laughs> I know that's a blockbuster, but with the dearth of, of kind of nothing great there, I've got to go and put that into my slot somewhere else and then bank on one of the other blockbusters getting back to me. So I'm going Jurassic Park for sci-fi horror. Yeah, it's great, man. Of course, like for a, a long stretch of time, I think was this the first movie that eclipsed past Star Wars for like biggest movie box office wise all the time or did it never reach that? I know it was like close. Uh, yeah, I don't know that if top it, two or three for a long time. I don't know if it did, but like Jurassic, we, we did an episode on Jurassic Park maybe two months ago. It, what a phenomenon. I mean, I, I remember it because I lived it. It was such a phenomenon. And like, it clearly influenced so many like younger kids into like, you know, like, like the same age range that I was for Star Wars and how yeah. Star Wars meant to me through my childhood and teen years is how the first Jurassic Park you know, meant to other people, to kids that were like 10 years younger than me. So, Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the three of us are at different levels of the Spielberg generation in general. Like, you know, I know, uh, John, you have an obsession with Jaws, love Jaws. And, you know, we all have that one movie or two movies of Spielberg that just like meant so much. And this movie definitely meant a lot to me. I mean, just the sheer magnitude of like, oh my God, they pulled this off. Look at these dinosaurs. Yeah. You know, and again, this is pre-CGI, or at least the heavy use of CGI. A lot of animatronics in here. Uh, an amazingly deep cast, especially in retrospect, when, you know, you got Samuel L. Jackson, Wayne Knight, and, you know, Gold Bloom as like kind of B characters or more side characters. Like that's an amazing roster so uh the talent was there love this movie shane i'm sure you you feel the same oh absolutely absolutely it's uh it's a movie that still like like john said like it still carries on today it's it's uh you can watch it right now and i can show my kids and they'll be amazed by this movie it's a classic yeah it's one of those movies just like terminator 2 where it's like it's older, but it could you could show it to anyone now and they'd still be amazed by what they pulled off. And in fact, some you know because of the the pre CGI, it's like it actually looks more amazing and more convincing. That's why I like this era of <coughs> blockbusters. Anyway, you know the action right. blockbusters and things like that. And of course, 
it's always a great pick to pick Jurassic Park for any reason. So, of course, you lucky bastard, you get it in horror <laughs> slash sci-fi. So, good pick on you, John. Shane, where are you going with number two, buddy? Um, I got to go wild card because oh, uh, this early. is, it, yeah, this is one of my top five movies of all time. I get hard thinking about this movie, <laughs> but it, do, it, it does not fit in, other, in any other category. So I got to go True Romance. I was, uh, as soon as you said it, yep. Patricia Arquette, Christian Slater, uh, written by Quentin Tarantino, directed by Tony Scott. Just a classic, classic movie. Gary Oldman. Yep. As, uh, uh, it's just, it's phenomenal. Has It is, again, uh, one of those movies I saw in high school, and I went and saw it over and over and over and over again. Yeah. It was just every scene was classic that you got the uh Dennis Hopper Christopher Walken. Yes, thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, John. That scene, yeah, it, it was so great. Uh you had Balky from Perfect Strangers was awesome in this movie. Yep. It was just you, know, you had Brad Pitt before he was Brad Pitt. It's like the old time Floyd. It was one of my favorite movies of all time. So I had a uh, scope this out for my wallet card because it doesn't fit in any other category, but it is my favorite movie of 1993. Yeah, it's a great pick, man. And yeah, th- this is one of my favorite Brad Pitts because like he's always that to me. We we've always said like he's just a pretty boy, which is why he's a leading guy. But he would have been like one of the best character actors we've ever seen, and probably would have made a lot of like cooler choices. But he's always had uh, a bunch of. He's always almost seemed like he had one for him and then one for kind of like his <coughs> status, you know, in his career. But yeah, I love that that performance in there. And it was De Niro kind of being outside of his type of style he was at that point in his career and everything too. So I loved all of that. John, I assume you feel the same as well. Oh yeah. Uh, I saw that. I only saw it once, but I saw it in the theaters when it came out and loved it. And I think if I remember correctly, it, it wasn't a hit. It was kind of forgotten about. And uh, I've always loved it. And a couple years ago, maybe five years ago, Scary Larry uh, did a one-off night where he showed True Romance, and yeah. uh, it, it's it's so good. It's so good. I mean, and, you, and like like you were saying, like Shane was kind of saying, the the minor roles. James Gandolfini is in it. Yeah. Um, Chris Penn and Tom Sizemore are the cops. Uh, it, it's it's just built from head to toe with like all these great actors and actresses. And uh, you know Michael Rappaport's probably the first thing I ever saw him in. Yeah, um, yeah. It, 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 that's just a great movie. That's a great choice. And fuck you, Shane, because I was gonna I was gonna figure out <laughs> a spot for that. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to go off the top. I had to go off the top with it. Very smart. Very smart. <laughs> yeah, it, it it turns into the Ali thing, right? Like, every, or was it Tyson that said like everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth? That was Tyson. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, that yeah. Was Tyson. And that feels yeah. like every time I'm in a draft with Shane because I never know what the hell he's gonna do. <laughs> So, you know, he always takes someone where you're like, oh, I could wait until the third round for this. No, I can't. Shane just took it <laughs> way up front. Um, but, yeah, man, uh, I love True Romance. It just added to the legacy of Tarantino. I think I even tried to lobby you, uh, John, to try to put that in the on the QT thing. And, you know, you were the only one. I heard for that from multiple people. We'll do it at some point. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, great job, guys. I guess I am up. With my first pick, and now it's like it. It's such a weird year, right? Where it's like there's some heavy hitters, like if, especially if you look at the bo- blockbusters and stuff. But then, like after a few go by, you're like, ah, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? <laughs> um, but at least I get back to back, so I'm I'm happy about that. 
my first one, I will do, I'm going to do The Fugitive, uh, and Ooh, I'm going to yeah. put it in Oscar nominee. So, Ooh, okay. Because, I, you know, I had some other kind of like fun ones you can take out from the Oscar nominee one, including John, you could have put Jurassic there too, uh, of oh, course. Yeah. I know. But, but uh, yeah, The Fugitive is one of my favorite movies. Uh, it is 100% rewatchable. It is like every time it was on television, I would watch it from any point. It was a, that classic rewatchable thing. And, you know, the one arm man, like the legend of Harrison Ford, especially at that point in his career, like he could do no wrong. And, you know, outside of the franchisey stuff, your Star Wars, your Indiana Jones, you know, this has got to be easily my favorite movie of his and it's you know as far as like my letterbox goes it's one of the the few five-star movies for me from this particular year um and i absolutely love it kimball the scenes with tommy lee jones everything is perfect in that movie and it's just <coughs> a perfect cable movie a perfect like afternoon just watch i i, I could watch it over and over and i never get bored so fugitive for yes. me it's a great movie any thoughts on that, Shane? <laughs> Before we go, uh, you know, no. Honestly, um, back in the day, I didn't really like the Fugitive. No shit. Wow. Yeah, I was more of a U- yeah, I was more of a U.S. Marshals fan. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Called to Robert Down. I don't know. Called to Robert Down. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Factor. Sure. Um, yeah, I just was not into the Fugitive when it came out. Like it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. But I never like rewatched it after I saw it for the first time. I appreciated it. I'm not a big Harrison Ford fan. I'll be honest with you. Um, hey man, we're already down one co-host. Can you not? You I, know, I, I, I don't know. have. To, I don't want to fire anyone, man. I don't want to take anybody out. <laughs> I no, think- it was a good movie. I just never rewatched it. I it was it wasn't rewatchable to me. Like again, I'll rewatch U.S. Marshals more than I would watch The Fugitive. For th- some reason, didn't I? Th- well, what were we on, Shane? Was it were we on the pint, John? Like when when uh, he was saying stuff, so, like talking trash about Michael Clayton and like some other stuff, like the Clooney. Yes, uh, so, yeah, yes. I'm not uh, a George Clooney. Clooney guy, and I almost yeah, fired I'm you then, and now I'm about to yeah. fire you all over again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Clooney can go screw himself. I don't like George Clooney. Sorry. God damn it! <laughs> Holy I, shit! I can't get into this again. You're gonna make me mad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God damn, man. Kill him. Sorry. Um, all right. I will gosh. This is gonna be a tough one because I don't wanna I don't wanna jump and pick a, a lesser movie in the second round. Gosh. I think I will go with a few good men in Blockbuster. Uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, I, I, I have a question though. Sure. Is is a few good men ninety three or ninety two? I have it as ninety three. I like it. Comes I, have it up. I have it as ninety three. It was my blockbuster for, no offense, is my blockbuster pick. You said, yeah, it was on that list of like the the one I sent you for the the blockbuster oh, okay. ones of that year. So for some yeah. reason, I felt like that was ninety two, but I, I I don't know. It could be wrong. Yeah, no. Uh, as far as I got it, you know, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm pretty decent with the research, but I could be wrong. I will confirm, John. No, you're to, right. You're yeah, right. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, you're okay. good. All right. But uh yeah, man, I love this movie. Underrated director, if you ask me, Rob Reiner. Um, and this is probably his best one. Um, you know, obviously I'm not the biggest if you wanna 
come at me, Shane. We could go tit for tat, Harrison Ford for Tom Cruise. I'm not a giant Tom Cruise fan, but at this point in his career, I'm probably, you know, more in. Hey, Shane, you know we both had the same love for Top Gun Maverick. We did the whole thing, so don't think I'm completely out. And in fact, uh, you know, and Mission Impossible is coming up this summer. I'm looking forward to it because Fallout was amazing. Uh, so I definitely want to see how they, they follow up that trick. But I don't know. I miss, like, Tom Cruise doing, like, you know, a drama or, like, a Jerry Maguire-type movie or any of those type of things. I miss him not just jumping out of airplanes and going to space, you know, like this guy is now. So, you know, this brings me back. And, of course, you know, an amazing cast with Demi Moore, Kevin Bacon, and, you know, of course, Nicholson in one of the the biggest performances of his life. Um, You know, it's, it's just an amazing movie, and I absolutely love it. I love a good court drama, so you can't, uh, mess with me there and, and obviously that was the the 90s were full of them I mean because you were just about to hit the uh, the Grisham era so you know you couldn't uh, mess with that too much either um, and of course Aaron Sorkin this is definitely <coughs> I'm a big you know West Wing fan as far as like TV is concerned and things like that but I think you know this is like his breakout his first big thing and I think he struck gold and I don't think he's reached the same height since i think this is the, his best work his best written work so you know it's just the perfect pieces came together and it's one of my favorite movies again a, a completely rewatchable film if you're even close to the nicholson trial stuff in that movie and you turn it off i don't know who you are as a human being so <laughs> so a few good men is my pick in blockbuster and shane you're up Mother effer. Okay, <laughs> so you you literally took my blockbuster pick. It was a few good men, but you can't go wrong with Tom Cruise. So I'm gonna <laughs> take the other Tom Cruise movie of the year because he was on fire that year. Yep. I'm gonna take the firm. I'm gonna take the firm. Okay. What a great movie with Gene Hackman, Janine Triplehorn, Holly Hunter, Ed Harris. Great. Uh, I think you said John Grissom. I think that was a John Grissom movie. Right? It is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just a phenomenal film. Uh, I think it was one of the first movies you saw Tom Cruise run in, and he's phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. every, every actor and actress should go to the Tom Cruise uh, School of Running. It's just a phenomenal <laughs> film. I, I love the I love the firm. Uh, you took a few good men, so I, I had to go on my backup, and uh, it's not a bad backup to go to. Tom Cruise killing it in '93. Yeah, killing it in '93. Yeah, no, that's why I said I I missed this version of him because you have all. All of these films. And and when I first worked, my first job was at a library. And all I did, I was, you know, because you're 16, you don't know any better about literature or whatever. I like Grisham was everything. And I just ran through him and Stephen King. I would just read all their books over and over again when I worked there. And, you know, it was that right time, you know, the firm, the client, <coughs> like, the rainmaker, anything with a the, I'm in, you know. And then, of the course, Pelican the Pelican Brief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was all about it. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I co signed this pick. It's a great time. John, you into a good court drama? Uh, yeah, I don't mind them. I saw the firm once in the theaters, so like 30 plus years ago or 30 years ago. Right. Um, but but and I don't remember anything about it. I remember he's a lawyer gets <laughs> entrenched with the mob, I think. And I do remember him running. And I think he's like there's a hitman after him. And I think he's married to Jean Janine Triplehorn. That's all yeah. I really remember. 
right. but it doesn't it was, mean it's not a good movie. Just nothing it I was saw. Hot again. back like, in the day. She she uh, was smoke show, fire yeah. back in '93. Yeah. yeah, basic yep. instinct, dude. All right, John, you're up, buddy. You got two picks. What do you got? All right, I'm going strategy again, and oh, boy. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a wild card and a comedy. Oh boy! To try to uh, to try to pull some good ones. So I'm gonna go first with the comedy, and I'm gonna pick one that I uh, I've always loved, and I just watched again, like maybe two months ago. Mike Myers, so I married an axe murderer. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. Right. Uh, I saw this in the theaters at the time. Mike Myers was just the SNL guy who had had success the year before with Wayne's World. And here he's making this movie that has nothing to do with SNL. It's, you know, it's a vehicle for him, but yep. it ends up, you know, it ends up introducing so many facets to, you know, his Scottish father, which, you know, eventually Ugh. becomes kind of fat bastard, you know, like the, the, the imitation. It, it's a really funny movie. Phil Hartman has a cameo in this movie as a prison guard in Alcatraz. That is one of the <laughs> yeah. funniest fucking things uh-huh. of all time. Uh-huh. Uh, my name is John Johnson and you can call me Vicky. Um, it, it's just, it, it's, it's a really great movie. It's, I think it's an maybe underrated or not forgotten, but like maybe, you know, it's not like if people are thinking of Mike Myers, they're going to go to Austin Powers. They're going to go to Wayne's world. They're not going to necessarily go to that. Sure. But I think it's so solid for that year in comedies that I had to pick that one because I love that movie. Yeah. And of course, like you said, you know, this is him doing multiple characters for the first time really in a movie. And and yeah. obviously, you know, like you said, it led to what he would do with Austin Powers. But the, the thing to me with this movie is just it's so quotable. Like and and it, it hit at the right time for me because it was on like Comedy Central when we first got Comedy Central around here all the time. So like doing the woman or like all the uh, you know, like the the head move now like Sputnik, you know, like stuff yeah. like that, like everything with that. And as soon as you said like the the Scottish father, I wanted to start going. If you want my body and you think I'm sexy, you know, just like do it was so perfect. Like that movie is just. Uh, it's a weird classic because the movie itself is not like perfect, or and it's a very strange oh, no. uh, plot to deal with. But like it, the little stuff in that movie is so good and so lasting that it, yeah, it just yeah. It fills me up with joy. Shane, you on well, that train too? Oh, absolutely! Like um, it's very underrated. I think when you think Mike Myers, like John said, you don't think of "So I Made an Axe Murder." But it was one of the first movies that I fell in love with Mike Myers. Like the whole head, it's yeah. like Sputnik, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's, it's like an orange and a toothpick. It's <laughs> it's so great. It's a great film. Yeah. He's going to go home and cry on his huge pillow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's funny. I, I watched, like I said, I watched it like maybe two months ago. And um, like you had said, Andrew, like it's not necessarily a great movie. Like when, when they get to the end of that movie and he goes to the to the inn with her on their honeymoon. Yeah. And it kind of becomes like heavily, like almost like a murder mystery more than a comedy. Right. It, it, it kind of like falls apart a bit at the end. It does, but it doesn't matter because the first three quarters are so good. Oh yeah. Are, are so good. The, the last, the last 15 or 20 minutes is still good, but it's just, it kind of devolves a little bit, but the first, like you said, this movie is super quotable um, with, and, and again, you have like, uh, what's his name? Anthony LaPaglia. Yeah. Uh, yes. Michael, Mike, Michael Richards shows up in a small role. Um, there's so many good, like oh, Alan Arkins, like the, 
the the chief of police that like or the captain that like, yeah. he wants out he, he wants him to be more rude yeah. he's like yeah. i want you to throw me against the wall yeah. you know like stuff like that yeah so I, I just think it's a really good comedy i think it i think it fits in well for this year totally uh so what's your next pick john you have the back-to-back all right so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a uh my uh wild card and i'm gonna go with a movie <laughs> that people love and I like it a lot. I do. I probably oh. love this movie, but I'm taking a movie that people love. Like, if this is going to be another vote, I want to beat you guys. So I'm definitely going with this movie. <laughs> Although I do love this movie, uh-huh. The Sandlot. I'm going with The Sandlot. Oh, that's okay. Super. Oh, not where popular I thought you were movie. going. But go ahead. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I think that's a perfect wild card. I think that thing. You don't generally meet anybody that says The Sandlot sucks. Right. Like, no, if you if you were a kid around 1993 and you grew up with it, that's one thing. If you were 18, I don't think I saw the Sandlot until I was maybe in my early 20s, like on HBO. Oh, wow. when I did see okay. it, when I did see it, I, I thought to myself, this is even then. But now more than ever, this is the kind of movie they don't make anymore. Like, no. this is just this is look, it's a group of kids. Right. But it's not Stranger Things. It's not Aliens and. And, you know, like like crazy government experiments. It's not stand by me. They're looking for a body. This is a group of kids doing what I did when I was a kid and play with my friends all day long yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah. And and, yeah. and then you add in the fact that it's a, a new kid in town and he's got this weird relationship with his dad, his new, his new stepdad played by Dennis Leary. Yeah. And and everything centers around, you know, baseball, which I'm not a baseball fan anymore, but I was as a kid. So I think. I think a lot of kids in America have that as a common, you know, thing too. Is like, you know, I was a huge baseball fan as a kid. We used to play all day. We'd play from the time we went outside in the morning until my mom called me in for dinner, and then we'd go out again. And that was just the way it was back in the early '80s. And then, like, the other thing that's really great about it is it's a period piece. It's a it's a, yeah. in the '60s, right? So I don't know, man. I just think that's a. I, I I'm not picking it only because I think it's a vote getter. I do love that movie. But I think that that's one that like just people love. I mean, and now even now, like if you really get into it, you know, you're killing me, Smalls. That's on every everybody has that T-shirt somehow. Why right? I have that T-shirt in my closet right now? Yeah, yep. Shane has that <laughs> fucking T-shirt right now. Yeah, I don't have it, but like it's it's just super popular. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Again, another insanely quotable movie. You're right about like that. They don't make just not generic, but like you know these uh, non-genre led. Uh, coming of age movies you know like right. they ju- like they just released um are you there god it's me margaret like as like a coming of age you know more on the female side of course movie same type of deal um you know that kind of like awkward growing up stage trying to fit in you know going through some changes but like yes this is the baseball version and right right in this time period you saw a lot of these you had sandlot Rookie of the Year, Little Big League. There was a bunch of these like little, you know, young kid baseball movies because, you know, at a as a country, we still all gave a shit about baseball. I still do. I love baseball. I was the same as you, John, where I'd play for like eight hours a day. You know, as soon as my friends were, you know, post breakfast, it was like, bam, let's go on the field and just play until we got to go back home for dinner or whatever. So it, it was a uh, uh, amazing movie. James Earl Jones, you know, like that that uh, that dog, obviously, you know, just scary, you know, <laughs> when you're in the movie theater. Again, I think I saw this in a double feature. It was like that wholesome kind of movie that they don't make anymore, and I absolutely you, you, loved you it. You just said and, it. 
Yeah. Wholesome. Yeah, you just said it. Like, it just it's it's a movie that you could show your kids. Like, I don't have kids, but you could show your kids. Yeah. And I think that you know, even though it is a period piece, it's it's not going to deter them. Yeah. Because it, it, you know, there's the connection there. Uh, a kid trying to please his fa- his new stepdad. Yeah. Uh, a kid trying to fit in with friends. Uh, I, I even love like at the end, it's real. Like at the end, where there's that scene where they go around the diamond and they show all the kids disappearing. Yeah. As your friends do a lot of times. Like, it, well, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. And the whole thing yeah. with Benny the Jet and him going to the majors and everything. Sorry to spoil something that's 30 years old. Um, you know, God, like, he just wanted to ruin. And it was such a perfect thing that they didn't, like, all go to the majors or anything. You know, it was it was a great that they gave them, like, real-life updates at the end, too. And yeah. including the, yeah. the play-by-play guy. You know, it just made so much sense and it, yeah it, it, there was also angels in the outfield i missed that one too there was you know just a slew of these type of movies because i think they were all trying to recapture what the sandlot was but the sandlot yeah. had less in common with those other baseball movies and had more in common with almost what we would get from the wonder years and like that kind of effect of like a coming of age but in a time period around that time and yeah, I love both of those things. So this movie means a lot to me. So I, I definitely would have probably either picked it or, or I'm mad at you that you picked it or however we want to do that. So absolutely, man. I was 11 years old playing baseball all the time. Like, how can I not love yeah. this movie? Uh, Shane, you're up, buddy. What's your next pick? Uh, I'm going to go comedy and I'm going to go uh, a movie that I appreciated probably years later than I originally watched it, which was Grumpy Old Men. Ah, yeah. I- I love that movie love. in the moment. I don't know what that says about me as an 11-year-old, but I watch the shit out of that all the time. And, it's and like Margaret, a, right, it's, is the... Is yes, the, yes. And Sophia Loren was in the second one, right? Second one. Right, yeah. second, okay. Yeah. And Margaret was the first one. But like yeah. it, 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 like I said, I didn't appreciate it till after a couple years after I watched it. But like, you know, Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau, Burgess Meredith, like it's just perfect both sequels both movies are fucking perfect i'm sorry like in that movie the two of them playing off each other is freaking hilarious man and yeah. it holds up it holds up right now uh as a great comedy and uh i i just love that movie man it's just a great movie and like i said i like both of them i think both of them stand up but yeah. the first one 1993 grumpy old man that's my choice for comedy yeah, and it's one of those movies, like, I don't know what the equivalent would, would be around these times, but mm. for, to see a movie where, like, these older, like, prestigious actors are still going and what they would capture now, it made me want to go back, and I did with Jack Lemon especially, and I just went back and, you know, I think, because uh, Say Anything was only a few years prior, right? It was, like, late 80s? or Yes, that late old? 80s. Yeah. Yep. So... You know, I went back and started there and then went back and, you know, did like The Apartment and some of these other felt like his classic uh, films and stuff like that. So it's one of those performances that I love these guys so much that I just wanted more and more. And yeah, I I, <laughs> I don't know how old Aunt Margaret was at that point, but I was in. I was born. She's hot. She's hot, dude. Hot. She's hot. hot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, in 1993, I couldn't tell you the age, but it, it had the same effect of like, Raquel Welch and Tommy Boy were like I didn't know what age she was I just knew I wanted it 
<laughs> you know, it's right. like <laughs> it didn't matter. So it's like, yeah, it's weird to be like an 11, 12 year old kid whenever I watched it or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, yeah, I get it, man. Ja- <laughs> get that shit, Jack Lemon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's an amazing pay. I, I love that movie. I watched it so much like early HBO. It was on all the time. And I just watched it, you know, over and over again. All right, man. Uh, let's see my pick. I got a couple here. Let's see. I have already done Oscar and blockbuster. So, oh, oh, my heart is tearing in two right now. I'm staring at two that I would definitely go for. God, again, one of those things, John, you're like, do I want to try to like go for what more people would pick or do I want to go for what's in my heart? I don't think you guys would take what's in my heart, so I'm I'm maybe I can wait on that one because my heart is a weird fickle beast. Um, I'm gonna go with Groundhog Day in comedy. Oh, and, overrated! Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Listen, man. Even if you think this movie is overrated, right? Well, number one, Bill Murray is never overrated. Any performance of his, like, he's uh, tremendous even in shit movies, but this is not a shit movie whatsoever. Uh, I love this movie. And honestly, it started that whole thing of, like, mo- how many movies do we still see to this day of the day starting over and over and people having to try to figure it out, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Like, Shane, you just loved, uh, what was it, Boss Level? Right? Where you're like, oh, yeah. I love yeah. Boss. First of all, you're talking about Frank Grillo against Bill Murray. Frank Grillo wins all the time. <laughs> Sorry. Again, a fight you're going to win against no one. Never. I like Frank Grillo. I would, I, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. But, you know, <laughs> Bill Murray is a legend. Like, he's a legend on and off screen. You know, he's getting up there now and whatever, but he's still, he's still great. Like, you know, for how much I didn't like Ant Man Quantumania. I was still just happy to see Bill Murray for five minutes, even if it totally doesn't work and he probably, you know, shouldn't be in a Marvel movie. But, you know, good on him. Get that paycheck. Keep doing it. You know, I loved his second life career with Wes Anderson stuff, but this is him right in the thick of it. It, He was just a legend during this period, and Groundhog Day is one of the, the best of his comedies, like straight comedies, which again, they don't make, we're still in 93. We're like, I, I think this comedy list is absurdly good and absurdly deep. Now we're lucky if we get what one or two comedies that go in yeah. the theaters. Cause they quote, oh, yeah. don't make money or whatever. So yeah, it's in, it's so good. The list of movies here that even the ones that don't fully work, I think I can quote up and down because they're like some of the funniest lines um, during that like heyday of SNL period or whatever else. But yeah, Groundhog Day, inventive. You know, I can't probably listen to uh, I Got You Babe ever again in my life because of this movie, Uh, you know, but it's 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 a romantic comedy, which is wild because nobody thinks of it that way. But um, yeah, quote it up and down. Ned Ryerson, that whole thing is just amazing. Um, and every time it's Groundhog's Day, it's like watching a Friday the 13th movie on Friday the 13th or watching Halloween on Halloween. I, if if it's Groundhog Day, I'm probably going to watch Groundhog Day. So um, I love it. John, can you at least back me up You know, now that Shane is making an ass out of himself? Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I'll go against Shane on this one. Groundhog Day is a great movie. Oh, son um, of a bitch. Yeah, it, 
you're right. It's funny. It's inventive because, you know, there have been time loop things, I'm sure, before. But, like, when when a time loop movie comes out now, and I love Boss Level. Yeah. But when a time loop movie comes out now, people just say, oh, it's Groundhog Day with Frank Grillo and guns. You know, or, or right. it's Groundhog Day doing this or Groundhog Day. Doing, it's like Die Hard. In, you know, Die Hard in a, you know, on a plane is Passenger 57. Like, people just say that stuff. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and it's really, it's interesting kind of character movie, too, because. Like, there's one point, it's kind of like that whole montage where he's going through it over and over. If somebody on the internet I read a while ago figured out how long he was stuck in the loop for, oh, and it yeah. was like, it was like insane. Like, yeah. it was insane how long he was in it for. Um, but like, you know, the the bit where, what is it, where he saves the homeless guy, and you know, not today, and yeah. like where he's, like where you see him like learning and becoming a better person because of what a shitbag he started as. Um, I think it's interesting. And and again, like you mentioned before, you know, Ned Ryerson, uh, I can't think of that actor's name right now, but uh, he's great. Uh, Chris Elliott, like when Chris Elliott <laughs> says it, did he, did he just refer to himself as the talent? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's, it is a really good movie. And Harold Ramis, you know, who, who directed it, yeah. was, you know, was, was fucking incredible. Um, and obviously him and Bill Murray from Stripes and Ghostbusters, they had, you know, something going there. I, I do. I think it's. I think that's a great movie. I do. I'll go mm. with Shane on one end and say that I do think like Bill Murray has in the last few years kind of become like Bacon. Like what <laughs> happened with B- Bacon? Bacon's good, right? And I love Bacon, but like Bacon somehow got a PR person to wow. make it the most incredible food ever. It's not. It's fucking <laughs> Bacon. All right. And Bill Murray at some point kind of became like Bacon, where like thank everybody's thank like you, John. Yeah, and I'm not, and I like Bill Murray, but like, just somehow he he became bigger than what he was. Um, and I'm sorry for all the. I'm gonna lose all my votes for the Bacon fans out there. <laughs> yes, but even you know what I'm saying. Bacon is it's great, but like, calm the fuck down. It's Bacon. It's been around forever. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, I guess. Um, I wasn't prepared for an anti-Bacon argument. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or bacon look, is I, overrated argument at least look um, i clearly like yeah. bacon but i'm just saying you know like <laughs> right. somehow some every once in a while things get hyped up to an extent that i don't understand and bill murray is kind of in that group and bacon is <laughs> as well i think somewhere jim gaffigan passed out i mean you guys just <laughs> fucked up i don't know who i'm talking to right now that bill murray and bacon is overrated i i, I you know Ugh, I got to get T-shirts of that made, John. Now that we're on the T-shirts thing, I just see you know know who will never buy a bacon and Bill Murray is overrated shirt. Everyone in the world because they love both of those things. I know, you guys are know. way off your fucking peak. Oh my god! Me and god. Shane can go live. Me and Shane can go live on an island with just a moderate amount of Bill Murray, and like, and we could eat bacon. But when we eat bacon, we're not going to go on about how fucking good it is. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Good for you guys. Die on that hill, man. Uh, but I still have one more pick, so I'm hoping... Now I want to, like, stab both your hearts out with something, but I don't think there's something on the table left that would absolutely destroy you at this point in the in the draft, because I am going for what now? Pick four of mine? Four. Yeah, yeah, because I'm the first on the fourth round. Um, hmm... I guess I can probably go. Oh well, fuck that horror sci-fi pick is just staring me in the face. I think I probably have to take it here before, because I'm sure if I leave the next one up to Shane, Shane is going to take a particular one 
So that is what's holding me back at the moment. All right. Just uh, say it. Just uh, say it. I know. You sure Mrs. Doubtfire isn't a horror movie? That would be great. It's right? not. Okay. It's um. Not. All right. No. That makeup is kind of horrifying, but no. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, when her teeth gonna, fall I'm, into the glass, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. Um. All right. Then fuck it. I'm going to go with Demolition Man in Horror Sci-Fi. You son of a bitch! Just a, <laughs> it was you son the, of a bitch! It was, it was the only one that God I knew. damn it! It was the only one I knew that could break Shane. It's, I, that's, oh, fuck you! That That is for <laughs> the Bill you. Murray and fuck Bacon you. Lobby. God damn it! All right, now I got to go do some extra research while you fucking talk about this goddamn movie. <laughs> Hey man, son of a bitch! Wow, well, you could talk about it all day too. I know that I own it. That's what I got. I got That's it in my saying. draft right here, buddy. God damn it! <laughs> Perfect. Oh. oh yeah, this was like you said. It wasn't a, like a great year in terms of horror sci-fi, and which is also probably why Shane's having a, a conniption right now. Hey man, you could have had it. You know, grumpy old men might have been there later, buddy. Don't blame me. Blame uh, Bill Murray and Bacon. Um, but yeah, Demolition Man is just a fun movie, man. Like this is, uh, I'm not the biggest Wesley Snipes fan, but like this is peak for him, and also added to my my love factor for Sandra Bullock. You know, where like between that and Speed, like '90s Sandra Bullock is just. Mwah. I'll watch The Net, you know, over and over again just for, <laughs> to give me some more that period Sandra Bullock. But yeah, this is another one of those movies. It kind of falls into. Sort of like Back to the Future 2, where people like to go back and kind of like compare what the future is and then kind of laugh about it because we kind of arrived there, you know, and, and it looks silly almost in retrospect. But it's such a fun movie. Great performances. Stallone, Snipes, and Bullock. Just a perfect cast. And yeah, I, I, I this is another one of those. If it's on TNT on a Saturday afternoon, you're just going to dial it up and, and enjoy it. John, I assume this is a, a favorite of yours as well. Yeah, oh, I enjoy this one. Um, can, can we talk real quick about how it seems like Taco Bells have now kind of like have you seen a Taco Bell lately? It, it's almost <laughs> yeah. like we they have hit the Demolition Man time. Like <laughs> sure. they're yeah. silvery looking and purple on the outside, and yeah, I don't know if I've, I haven't been in a Taco Bell in a while. I mean, I go through the drive-through for sure, but exactly, it, it it's just one of those things where like I see it and I'm like. Did they, were they just waiting to to move into their demolition man phase of like of like architecture and everything? Um, we have well, not what, gotten the seashells yet, but that's I think it was thing. this past year or maybe the year before. Did you see like um, and maybe it was for the anniversary sometime in the last few years? So maybe it was five years ago or it was sometime this year. They did like a pop up, like a Taco Bell redid themselves as the demolition man. One oh, for like no. a day, or like a, for they set it up for like a week somewhere in LA. They I, they did that to a Taco Bell, and I was like, that is so awesome. Those that are the type cool. of things you just love. It's almost like as if uh, you know, I don't know what the Back to the Future equivalent would be like, but you know, if uh, if they had like a showing of Jaws and they set up that like hologram thing to like try to go after people or something, that would be dope as hell. Well, Back to the Future, like uh, part two, maybe like. Seven or eight years ago, uh, maybe it was in twenty. What that was twenty fifth. Was that twenty fifteen? The yeah, that was twenty fifteen. Yeah, because it would be thirty years then. Yeah, thirty years. Or, yeah, they, yeah, they did come out with the that weird like those Pepsi glasses. 
right. that he got. Right. Yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. came out with those. So yeah, that, that's a pretty cool idea. And I know in the last few years I've seen them. They made the uh, the shoes for Back to the Future too, right? As right, well. Right. Yes. So you know, between that, you know, people trying to do hoverboard technology in the last few years, like that one is slowly just catching up and catching up. Except of course, no flying cars at this point. Fucking, yeah, no. you know, get on it, Tesla assholes. Um, <laughs> Shane, so do you want to actually talk about this for for a minute before you uh, get to your pick? No, I'm. Uh, you threw me all off kilter. I am like discombobulated. <laughs> I'm all fucked up at the moment. Uh, yeah, you messed me up. This was one of my favorite Sly movies uh, of all time. It, it's a great movie. Uh, Dennis Leary, uh, like you said, Wesley Snipes. I'm a Wesley Snipes fan. This is a great movie. Uh, probably Wesley Snipes' best movie uh, paired with Sly. I, I, I love the whole thing. Rob Schneider, it's just, and you, th- like, you just, like, I'm all messed up right now. Like, you <laughs> threw me off. I don't, I'm trying to, like, go through some notes right now to see what I'm going to pick next because you, you messed me up. Did I don't I, like you right now. What year was uh, the first major <clears throat> league? Because uh, to me, I'm, like, trying to figure out if this is, like, because Snipes wasn't as big a name then. Did you say 89? No, uh, 89. Yeah, Willie, yeah. yeah, Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah. Was uh, eight, 89. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah. like, that role, this role, Blade, like, those are those are where I like my snipes, you know, before he got caught on tax evasion or whatever and had to yeah. start doing some real weird no, shit. No, this was, this, was this was peak snipes, like like you said, between Major League and, and Demolition Man, and uh, I think John mentioned, what was that movie, Black... Uh, Passenger 57. Yeah, Passenger yeah. 57. Yeah, always yeah. been on Black. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's... that's peak snipes man it is and u.s marshals u.s marshals boom yeah <laughs> wesley snipes another terrible take from you all right dude pick your pick <laughs> god damn it um <sighs> i got a question sure okay so uh for the horror sci-fi film will you let me pick a thriller instead of a horror film uh pitch it to me because I, I didn't put them in there, and that was part of like the the difficulty of it. But I understand it's a slim pickings. So okay, um, if you let me go thriller, I'm gonna go California. Oh, with wow. uh, Brad with Brad Pitt and Dave Duchovny. California on Wikipedia is listed as I think a horror, maybe horror thriller. Horrors in it because when I was looking at the Wikipedia list the other day and and trying to figure out horror and sci-fi movies yeah um like I, I i'm not a fan of that movie but like i came across it and it definitely said horror it was horror slash something right. okay thank you john so yeah. i guess that'll be my pick um my my second my backup pick would have been jason goes to hell but so i'll go california <laughs> with my thriller pick all right and again I love david Duchovny. i love the x-files i think he's great uh this is like one of brad pitt's uh, 93s when he first started getting noticed. Uh, again, True Romance, California. So yep. he's he's on the uptick. Uh, him and Julia Lewis about a, a movie about serial killers. David Duchovny was, I, I I believe he was trying to document serial killers in this movie, and uh, that's what Brad Pitt was. So I'm a big fan of California. Um, so I'll have to go not out of default because you screwed me out of Demolition Man, but I'll go. <laughs> default california with my thriller horror pick thank you john 
Yeah, just for the listeners at home to see what the next level is as far as that stuff. The the ones I had written down, um, it depends on if you consider it as sci-fi, and I would have allowed it probably, but Coneheads as being like a sci-fi comedy, I would have allowed that. Um, Leprechaun as far as uh, horror. Um, Like you said, Jason Goes to Hell, which nobody wants to pick ever. And then to me, one of the movies that's, (laughs) You know, I've watched so many, you know, horror I know what you're gonna say. Film. Fire in the Sky fucked oh, me okay. up when I was a kid because it was like the alien abduction. They really go into it. You know, they have them in these pods, like pre-Matrix type pods, like the goo and the whatever. It was just fucking horrifying. It was like, you know, right before X-Files stuff that just, it just messed me up. What What were you was thinking, it- John? Well, okay, so I, I'm 90% sure this is 93, although it might be considered 92 because of, like, release stuff. Sure. But I was going to say Army of Darkness. I know that's, I oh. know it's I didn't comedy, see that listed. Yeah. kind of. Yeah. No, so I it, would have allowed that, too, because time travel and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I definitely saw that in theaters in 93, but I think it's considered a 92 movie. I it think is. it might have come out, like, in November at, like, some festivals or something, and I think it gets the 92 like uh lock on it yeah i mean it's definitely listed as 92 on um but like you said both uh imdb and letterbox but i am curious if there's a reason for it like you were saying some of those early festival things or what i definitely saw that in the theaters and i definitely saw it like in the springtime of my senior year of high school because i i did not i had never seen evil dead one or two and i saw that first and i was like blown away by it no, you oh, are John. you are dead on, You're, man. Because uh, yeah. it was in I'll festivals just... before then, and but it technically was re- released in South Korea in October of '92. So, but yeah. as far as like U.S. release, if you were like, oh yeah, no, I saw like it came out in February of '93. So that's actually a good call, John, and it, it makes me want to rip up every like part of me wants to I just know. go. All right, I'll take Army of Darkness. I'll give Shane Demolition Man, and then we we can just all go about our day. But uh, I'll swap. I'm sure John would uh, go ape shit, maybe because. Oh no, no not no, at no. all. Like I don't know. I, I'm the guest I, here. I, I, Mommy I, and Daddy, I'm with John. Fight. Like I saw, I saw Army of Darkness before I saw Evil Dead One and Two, and I fucking loved Army of Darkness. Oh fact, sure, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. We did the first Evil Dead on the uh, patron, and it's certainly a, it's a really good movie, and it's certainly ahead of its time, and it was so low budget and so um, DIY kind of filmmaking. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I would almost say I would, I love Army of Darkness, but I Evil Dead Two is so good. Yeah. It's so incredibly good uh. that it's hard for me to say against each other because they're very different. Evil Dead Two is a straight up, like kind of horror comedy, but like a lot of horror. And then Army of Darkness is this other thing, medieval horror-y comedy or vice versa. Yeah. Um but still excellent. Um, I, I love both those movies. That's hard. Larry actually did those on one night, and uh, yeah, it, it was tough because uh, they were both so good. Uh, just trying to think, like, which one did I enjoy more? I kind of felt like I enjoyed enjoyed Evil Dead 2 more just because it's just so straightforward, and it, it's it's kind of just uh, Bruce Campbell almost. I mean, there's, there's co-stars in it, but it's it relies so heavily on him. Yeah. Army of Darkness, there's enough other people in it 
that like he kind of gets a little bit of breaks here and there. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, yeah. They're, they're both incredible, though. Both those movies are awesome. Yeah. And to me, like Evil Dead 2 is all about the filmmaking style. It's like pure Raimi with the, the zooms right. and like the, the long track shots and stuff like that. That clear Sam Raimi style. So like as a as a person who a at probably around the time I watched it, I was like, oh, man. I would love to make a movie. You're like in that high school age where you're like, God, that'd be amazing to like put together uh, some kind of like indie movie project or whatever. And between Clerks and the Evil Dead stuff and, you know, some of these other movies, they were just like so perfect and cheap. But like you knew like you could see the talent either in the writing yeah. in Clerks or the 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 cinematography and, and just, you know, the fun that you would get from a Sam Raimi movie and you know, it was inspiring. And so to me, like army of darkness might be like a better constructed movie. Cause he just got better at filmmaking or whatever. And, but and a bigger people, budget. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's shinier. It's brighter. You know, it's got a lot more to it, but at the same time, evil dead two is just so impressive for the fact that he, he made it with nothing. He made the first one with nothing. It's it's a it's a movie made of pure joy, and it's just a, a one-man show that you just can't take your eyes off of. So I I would say, yeah, I'd pro- I'm probably more of an Evil Dead 2 guy. Um, so, John, do we approve the trade? Uh, so I approve it. I, I'm a guest here. I approve it 100%. Yeah, but that's good research on you. So, all right. So, here we'll do the cheat code, and I will take... Army of Darkness in horror sci-fi. Shane gets Demolition Man in yes. horror sci-fi. And we are caught up. So then, John, you get to go. You have taken your horror sci-fi comedy and wild card. So you have Oscar nominee and mm. what's the one I'm missing? Oh, and Blockbuster left. So go for it, All buddy. Right. Am I am I in two right now or am I? Just yeah, one? you get them back to back, buddy. You're on it. All right, all right. So I'm gonna go with my Oscar nominee uh, right off the top, and I'm gonna go with a movie that uh, earned a lot of Oscars, a lot of nominations. So fucking depressing. I saw it in the movies once and have never seen it again because I just can't go there. But I mean, I know that it's an incredible movie. I know that it's it's an important movie, and I think uh, I I gotta go with it. It's Schindler's List. Yeah, um, mm. which again, That's... I know we talked about some other people who had like a tremendous 1993, um, but yeah, of course, you know, Spielberg, this is one of the best twosomes you can ever have with doing the blockbuster and the Oscar thing all in the same year. It's amazing. Right. And the blockbuster speaks to his professional career because that's what he did, Raiders, Jaws, and then he goes and makes a movie that's that's important to him as a Jewish man. Right? right. And and I'm not even kidding. There's a handful of movies I could, I could rattle off that I've seen once. I thought were really well made. were really good. And they're just too much for me to watch again. And right. I went and saw Schindler's list in the theaters, you know, in 93 or early 94, whenever, you know, 18 years old. And I still remember bits and pieces of it that like stick in my head is awful. And I still remember there's that scene at the end where they actually bring in like real survivors and yeah. And and I saw this 30 years ago, but it deserved all the, you know, the accolades and, uh, and, you know, obviously Spielberg 
you're, like you said, Andrew, he went from making a movie about fucking dinosaurs <laughs> to making this movie. Yeah. You know, in, in the same year. So he definitely proved to anybody and everybody out there that he's got more than just the blockbuster stuff. I mean, obviously, he did things like The Color Purple, Empire of the Sun. So he had done serious movies before. Yeah. But, you know, this and then five years later, he does Private Ryan. You know, two of probably the most highly regarded World War II films of all time. Sure. Um, so, so I'm going with Schindler's List for my uh, Oscar uh, film. Very good. And then to just then just to like 180 it to something <laughs> goofy. Yeah. And, and incredibly fun. And my pick. This is gonna make Shane mad probably. But my pick for the better of the Stallone 93 films is Ooh. Cliffhanger. Yeah. Ooh. I was wondering. Yep. I, I was wondering if Shane was gonna have that too because yeah. Again, we we're talking. <laughs> so this is what you do, John. You did the like the the Spielberg two step, and then recognizing that Stallone was just as important, of course, with the Night- doing his two step. Look, let's be honest. Like two years or a year before this, I remember when Cliffhanger came out very clearly because it was the maybe the third like level of Stallone's career coming back. Right. Yeah. Cause if you think about it, the year before this was, I think stop or my mom will shoot. And, <laughs> and around that same time was that comedy where he was like a mob boss Oscar. Yeah. Um, Oscar. Yeah. I've never seen either of those movies, but they both have terrible reputations. Oh, awful. And yeah. right around before that was Rocky five, which is widely God considered. Awful. And for good reason, the worst Rocky movie. Yeah. Dummy. So he, <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear no belt. So he, he was essentially in like this career rut for a while. Yeah. And then, and then summer of 93 comes along and you know, he does cliffhanger and it's, a, it's a, you know, it's an action block. I went and saw that in the theaters. I loved it. Yeah. I still love it. I, I watched it maybe a year ago and, and it's, it's a real, it's diehard on a mountain. I mean, like, that's what you're going to call all these movies. Sure. But it, it's, it's just a fun movie. Um, and I know it's crazy because most people love Demolition Man more, but I've just always liked Cliffhanger more. Uh, it, it's a, it's more grounded. Uh, I think the stunt work in it is super incredible. Um, John Lithgow, John Lithgow, whenever he plays a bad guy and he does like the lazy eye thing, is amazing. Like, <laughs> yeah. you ever notice that's John Lithgow's like standard move for bad guy is he he puts on an accent and he makes one of his eyes like smaller than the other. <laughs> Boom. Nice. Yes. Right. He, he yeah. opens both his eyes wider. He grows his hair out a little bit more. He's the dad in Harry and the Hendersons. Yeah. He gets like a he gets a close shaved haircut. He shuts one of his eyes like Popeye a little bit, and he's a fucking he's like a a, a bank robber or a murderer. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I love it. And again, it just it did kind of like lead into this whole whether the movies were successful or not. You know, think about right after this point, uh, you had Cliffhanger, you had uh, obviously Demolition Man. Uh, and again, they're not all great, but like assassins and the specialist and I mean, he yeah. was making two or three a year for a while, yeah. you know, and then, and then at the end of that cycle, he had to do Copland to kind of get himself, you know, you know, back into the heart of like moviegoers again. So right. he, this was, this was kind of the birth of him, like for the third time or so, but yeah, I, I love that movie. So Shane, are, I know your love for Stallone. We've, we've done movies of his on this podcast even though we've only are a little over a year old at this point we unfortunately covered that terrible uh what was it samaritan what, the uh yeah. amazon prime movie which oh, was not bad. good yeah he's not in a good place i mean if he wasn't in like doing a small thing in guardians okay, or something well, i'd have to like really think hard back up just a little bit back up a little bit and watch your mouth when you talk about sly <laughs> uh 
Tulsa King was actually a good series. Okay, you I didn't watch Paramount that. So sure. Plus. Tulsa okay. King is a good slide project. But you're right. Samaritan was god awful. It yeah. Was, it was so No bad. idea what that movie is trying to accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. But Tulsa King, Sly. And it's funny, and I don't mean to go off topic, but, uh, you know, I love Arnie as well. Um, but they're about the same age. And I will say Sly moves around better than Sly does, uh, mm. than Arnold does at his age. Yeah. You know, after watching FUBAR, like, it was tough to watch Arnold in some of those scenes because yeah. he just, yeah, he just doesn't have it anymore. But Sly is, comes off as believable in some of his scenes at 75 or <laughs> however old he is. You yeah, know? it's bizarre. I don't know what they use with uh, with Guardians, but he looks great in those movies. I mean, the opposite yeah. of what he did, like I said, in Samaritan. But do you have a do you have a special place in your heart for Cliffhanger? I love Cliffhanger. It was on my list. I have it written down, but I had to go, like John said, I had to go Demolition Man above Cliffhanger. But it was second to Demolition Man for me, Cliffhanger. I love that movie. It's a great movie. In fact, I think they're actually remaking that movie, to believe believe it or not. Oh, really? I've read that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I read, read that, that too. Yeah. 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 Well, as long as they don't remake over the top, I'm fine. Um, <laughs> and John, thank you for bringing up The Specialist, because I used to watch the same scene in the specialist i don't think i've seen the entire movie so uh maybe i should give i, <laughs> I don't know if i should give the whole movie a second chance but uh that scene i can give it a second chance third 80th chance at this the, point. The, v, the vhs is worn very thin at one spot <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it's yeah. it's snapped in two a long time ago uh Sh- shane you got your last pick buddy you got your oscar nom pick what do you got okay so this may be a little um i don't know where you took the line on this but it was nominated for Best Picture of 1993. Oh, then um, no. No. Okay. So no. I think it came out. I don't know when it came out, but I'm going Unforgiven. That is. Um, that's nope, that's that definitely is 92. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Are was, you sure? Yeah. August of if, if you're looking at the Oscars, it's always. I'm looking like, at Oscars 93. Right. So because you, you want to, Oscars you want to look 94 because at... it's the movies of 93. So they're right. doing the ceremony in March. So I think it's uh, the 66. Here, here I'll, okay. I'll help you out because I'm sure the other movies that I'm not going to say, I could tell you what you have to choose from. Okay. Okay. Make, make this right. easy Go for ahead. you. Go ahead. All right. Uh, the piano. I'm sure you've seen it. Totally, uh, I can believe that. Um, Philadelphia. I have seen it, by the way. Yeah, oh, okay. all right. Very nice. Philadelphia. Uh, what's eating Gilbert Grape? Uh, oh, I'm going with eating Gilbert Grape. Okay, uh, that, that's my movie. Sorry, Johnny Depp, Leonardo DiCaprio, Mash in the 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 gas tank. Boom, boom. Love that. <laughs> I still scene. say that to this day. <laughs> John C. Riley. Fucking awesome! Yeah. I, I love that's Leo's best role in my opinion. It's what's eating Gilbert Grape. I love the scene where he's like in the tub overnight and he's like just like almost frozen to death. Yeah, I love that movie. Oh, so you're making me kind of cry, uh, man. Oh match my god! In the gas Jesus. tank, boom, boom. Let's go. <laughs> what's eating Gilbert Grape? Yeah. So thank you for that clarification. I did look up 1993 Oscar noms for some reason. Unforgiven is listed in 93. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. But I'll go with Seaton Gilbert Great. Yeah. My, that's that's an all time favorite movie. Yeah. And John C. Riley, like that guy's been in more movies than you probably realize he's been in. For sure. And that was like one of his starts was that movie. And he uh, you know, it's just 
a great film. Yeah, like John C. Riley, I I forgot that he was the guy in this movie because to me, I was like, oh, it was the first time I saw him in like you know one of the early Paul Thomas Sanders yeah, movies. Yeah, he wanted to something. open the burger joint. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He wanted to open. Yeah. 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 And I totally forgot about that, but yeah, man, fucking. Matching the gas tank, boom, boom, fucking boom, boom. kills me every single time. <laughs> Him get what is he in a water tower all the time, just getting caught in that yeah. same water tower every time. And now I'll never forget like his mom and getting stuck in that house. And oh god, it's just it's there's too many things that are like incredibly depressing in that movie that I just can't rewatch it on that level. But, but it's, it's so such good, a good though. movie, yeah. Which I mean makes it a perfect Oscar movie, right? It's like I like it, I've seen it. Maybe a couple times, but I can't rewatch it all the time because it makes me too sad. That's one. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, I related to um, the whale, which I saw right. this past year. Right, great film, love the film, but I can't go back to it because right. it, you got to be in the right mind frame to watch that kind of movie. Right. Yeah. Totally, man. Um, yeah, John. John, where did you sit with what's eating Gilbert Grape? I, you know, it's funny that it got brought up. I've only seen it once. I saw it in the theaters, you know, many, many years ago. But um, Lloyd came up with a, you know, I, I came up with Van Danuary for January. Yeah. And Lloyd came up with a Johnny Depp Tember. So in September, <laughs> we're doing all Johnny Depp movies. And I I think we put up eight or ten options for our uh, for our Pint Insiders on Patreon to, um, to vote on. And... Uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grape is one of the four movies that we will be doing. So okay. that'll be coming out in September. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a tough spot. I hate it when like celebrities I've liked my, like my whole life or most of my whole life, you know, are suddenly like, you know, canceled or some kind of like just bad way that you're just like, oh man, do, am I not allowed to like this guy anymore? You know, those type of things. Um, but yeah, that still sounds like a lot of fun, man. I mean, he he was such an amazing lead actor for so long. And Gilbert Grape is probably one of the earliest ones, you know, like after 21 Jump Street era for him. I oh, can't yeah. I don't know if this was like probably like between like this, Benny and June, there was like a, a weird period where he was just starting to become like a like a, a leading man, I guess. And I'm trying right. to think if uh, I'm, I'm blanking right now if he had some other breakout that I'm not thinking of before then. But well, the year the year following, which we're also doing uh, Ed Wood, right? So that was yeah. pretty big for him. And uh, and yeah, you're right. Oh, like, so I guess yeah. is Edward Scissorhands right before that was not that was ninety two. That was ninety ninety. But I think I, I think I think he he disappeared so heavily into that role that people may necessarily not think of him. You know what I mean? Like, right. I know they know it's Johnny Depp, but he's also yes, he's the title character, but is he is he necessarily the main character in that movie? True. I think he's he's part of an ensemble. He's just the character that everybody circles around. Sure. And and I mean and honestly, I mean I haven't seen Edward Scissorhands in a long time, but like that role he played, it's mostly silent, right? Like he's very quiet through yeah. most of that he's, movie. He's quiet. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nineteen ninety, you had Scissorhands and Crybaby, which a lot of people uh, love. Crybaby. Cry yeah. That was a oh, movie right. I didn't John watch Waters. until I was in high school because that's when you watch John Waters movies. So like, <laughs> and, and of course, again, that was another one that played constantly on on uh, Comedy Central all the time. So that was uh, right. that was when I entered it. You know, basically between that and Hairspray was on all the time. So definitely, man. Uh, What's Eating Gilbert Grapes? A great movie and a great pick for you. I have my last one, which is my wild card. So I literally have 
uh, a huge amount of options. Um, but to me, it's probably just between two. And the fact that I'm not going to pick something of uh, another person who had an amazing two uh, film period to Tom Hanks. I'm not taking either of his films, uh, which kills me that he's going to not make this draft um, when it's probably the biggest year of his career, <laughs> you can argue. Um, or like obviously right before Forrest Gump the following year. But I'm going to go with my heart. And and John, uh, you everybody can call this one overrated too because it's one of the movies that I absolutely love that nobody else seems to follow me except for maybe like my brother or somebody but wayne's world 2 is my wild card pick i fucking love this movie i (laughs) quote it so so much to me this is a five-star movie when everybody would be like all right buddy slow the fuck down but to me it's literally just so many jokes it's like I love Airplane and those type of movies, too, and they're just joke factories, just constant joke, joke, joke. This is the closest thing to that after the period of, like, you know, peak Zucker stuff. This has so many fucking jokes, and if you think the—I think the first one is good. I think the second one is great, and it's because they just figured it out. Like, they had the formula from the first one, what worked, and then just repeated it, but, like, on an infinite level. There's, it's, like, it's got so many things. Like, even just the small things, like, if like a, like a test, if I said, like, Wayne's World 2 was the first thing that pops in your brain, someone could say Sports Illustrated football phone, I'd be like, you're my man. Like, and it's not even, like, the f- top 30 j- funny things about that movie. I'm what you would call a partial ocular albino. albino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, Across you know the T's is, and dot the lowercase J's. Lowercase J's. <laughs> it, you, know what, you know what's great about Wayne's World 2? And I, I agree with you, Andrew. I think it's a great movie. I don't I don't know if I put it above the first one, but what I would say is you made a hit, hit movie a year before. Right. And then yep. you changed the formula for the sequel. Like, yeah. Because it's not, it's not the same kind of humor. It's like you said, there's a lot of like weird, kind of uh, ZAZ type humor in that. Yeah. So you you have this one template that worked super well, and then they said we're going to do something totally different. And in all honesty, if I remember correctly, I think it was either a box office dud or like people like rebelled against it because it wasn't the first one all over again. Right. But yeah. like upon upon watching it, like you know, I had always liked it. But like I watched it, I think like a year ago or two years ago for the first time in a long time, it's fucking great. The, it's the introduction, the introduction of Christopher Walken as Bobby, yeah. the you know the the agent who's after Cassandra, and um, James Wong as yeah. her father that that Wayne has like a kung fu fight with and everything. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it's super solid. It's a honestly, I I I was between that and uh, Axe Murderer for my comedy pick. And yeah. uh, I just I just went axe murder because I thought it was, you know, it's it's on its own island. But Wayne's World 2 is not a weak movie. It's great. No. Yeah. And dude, you didn't even say the words Kim Basinger or Charlton Heston doing the best <laughs> two minutes of anybody I can ever imagine. So, uh, so the, Gordon the, the, Street. <laughs> yeah. So we did an episode. I don't remember what it was now. A couple weeks ago. And Charlton Heston. Oh, it was uh, in the mouth of madness. And Charlton oh, okay. Heston is in that. And when we do the episodes, when we go over the cast list, they usually would just say Charlton Heston plays this character. You may know him from 
And I said, you you probably know Charlton Heston from Planet of the Apes and yep. Wayne's World 2. And then I said, after that, I said, and he's spinning in his grave right now because out of all the movies that guy made, I right. think Wayne's World 2 is a reference. <laughs> yes. But but yeah, that scene. Yeah. Like, can we get someone a better actor in here? Uh, oh, God, street. Street. It's it's incredible. Yeah. Like all the stuff where they, they uh, you know, mock uh, the graduate. And then, you know, the Wayne stock stuff is all incredible. Uh, yeah. You know, and like Chris Farley is better in this movie, like with doing the uh, uh, the officer and a gentleman thing. I'm like, I got no place else to go. Like, it's so yeah. perfect. Uh, God, it's yeah. The walking stuff. They do that whole montage where they turn into the village people in a gay bar. Like, it's just. Oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so yeah. it's great. Brilliantly written. That I can just watch it at any time of day. Like, there are some movies, and not to get like too personal or <laughs> dour in here. There are movies that, like, if I'm in a bad headspace, a bad way, they're like either I'm like really sick or I'm like just depressed. I, I like whatever, and you just need that pick me up movie. This is that. Ferris Bueller is that for me. There's a few movies that I just go pop that in. I'll be good in it in a couple hours. And this right. is one of those movies for me. So I, this was that one where I was like, ah, do I, I gotta go with my heart. Uh, it was between this and I, uh, you can all shake your heads on this one too, but between this and Mrs. Doubtfire, I was like right there. Um, cause that movie <clears throat> is amazing. Shane, do you want to know the other not no Oscar nominees that I thought maybe you would have if you didn't pick Gilbert Grape? Sure. Go, go, go ahead. So, <clears throat> I figure the two that might fit in for you is either Mrs. Doubtfire or The Nightmare Before Christmas. So those would have been yeah. Well, the movie that got left off my list because it wasn't an Oscar nom, but it's one of the most quotable movies of all fucking time, uh -huh. and I love it. But True Romance had to take up that spot. It would have been Tombstone. Tombstone came out in '93. Oh, I love yeah. Tombstone. Love Tombstone. Christmas of '93. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Fuck, that is it, a great movie. I, I, oh, if that would have been in my wild card for sure. Yeah, for sure. So it was either that or True Romance, and True Romance for me is a personal. It, it, it was a, in the air, but I have Tombstone here, and I'm sad that it's not mentioned at all in 1993. But it's a fucking great quotable movie. Val Kilmer's probably best role ever. Sure, as Doc Holliday. Yeah, and. uh it, it it needs some love because that movie is just absolutely rewatchable, quotable. It's everything you want in a movie. I love it. Kurt Russell's great. It's it's a perfect movie in my. I don't care if it's pop. What people call it, they call it pop. A pop western. I yeah. don't care. Who cares? It's a yeah. fucking great movie. Yeah. yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, you know, agreed. like Johnny Ringo looks like someone just walked over your grave. Like <laughs> I, I I love. <laughs> that movie it's a great movie so shout out to tombstone yeah there's a few again i'm uh john did you have one that was like right there that you were like god damn it i tombstone. wish i could fit that it was so tombstone was the one okay i never i never even thought about it it literally came out i think on christmas that year i saw it, it did, on, yeah. yeah i remember I me up, and my yeah. friends went and saw it on christmas and uh you know after everything was done at night we went out to, to eat and we went to see that and uh, as shane said it's it's a you know again it does by by people that love like westerns. It's like oh, that's a it's like Young Guns. It's a pop. You know what? They're both good movies. Yeah, they're both yeah. good movies, and they're both super enjoyable. And yes, 
they're not the wild bunch, but you know what? The wild bunch is the wild bunch. And when I want that kind of Western, or if I want Unforgiven, which is a depressing fucking movie, yes, uh, it I, is. but it's a great movie. Yeah. I'll watch those when I want like a fucking popcorn gun battling, uh, incredible cast movie. I'm going to watch tombstone, uh, because yeah. it's, it's, you know, there's that scene where we're at like that montage at the end where Kurt Russell throws his gun over, or, or I think Val Kilmer throws the gun over to Kurt Russell. And he catches it and shoots yeah. at the camera. It's like, fuck. Yeah. Like my nipples just got hard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's one of those, if it was made now, it'd be like, it would have like sequels like John Wick. It would feel like they would oh, just yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going. So, you know, that's a free idea, Hollywood. You can fucking remake it and keep going. You can probably do that right now. So, you know, we're in a writer's strike, but somebody, if you're you're bored when you're not on the picket lines, fucking take it at it. Um, yeah, shout out to, to Tom Hanks uh, doing Philadelphia and Sleepless in Seattle and not getting mentioned once on here. Um, I love Dave. Uh, I don't know if you guys are, are into that. As yeah, it was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah, Kevin Klein and... Sigourney Weaver in their in their prime Aladdin like just shouts at me for just you know being at the right age and that's probably my favorite of those like Disney era like I probably like it a little more than Lion King and and that stuff but I think during that era I think Aladdin's the best and it's all Robin Williams of course who Mrs. Doubtfire was one of my other ones like I said the comedies just are killer Adam's Family Values Robin Hood Men in Tights uh, Coneheads, which I was tempted to put in a horror sci-fi, uh, just for funsies. Um, the Crush, which is why I'm named Alicia Silverstone on here. I watched that movie a bunch. It's not that great, but it's just one of those like it. It's so 1993 because I think John and I were talking off air about like this was the uh, the Aerosmith trilogy year yep. or right around <clears throat> it too. Um, surprise, Shane didn't take Last Action Hero. Um, you know, because I guess you're picking Sly versus uh, Arnie, and that's like late stage Arnie, of course. Um, yeah, and then you know, alive, so we can all talk about cannibalism. That would be great. And then, of course, uh, <laughs> Cannibal the Musical also came out this year. Uh, Trey Parker's uh, first movie. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the South Park guys. So very weird year, man. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Um, I also can see Shane loving the movie Falling Down, but that's for other reasons, you know, because he's I love lost that, his mind. and that was on my list, but I, <laughs> I could not fit that in anywhere. I could not fit Falling Down. Yeah, I could see you just on my list, muttering to yourself with the suitcase all over a place and just threatening people. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sure that one hits close to home. But yeah, man, good, definitely a good year. Um, probably one of the better blockbuster years of that era we did 1997 so if you guys haven't listened to that episode go back john was on that one as well i think that one went really well but yeah so john is there like were you mad that we picked this over say like 1988 or 1998 or any of the other ones that we could have done anniversary picks no no i think this one works really well and uh you know, again, it speaks to me. I was 17, 18 years old. So, and at, at probably like the height of my movie going. So I've seen so many of the things we talked about and uh, no, definitely. This was, this was great fun. 93 was a really good year for movies, except for uh, sci-fi and uh, sci-fi <laughs> horror. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Leprechaun. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for being here, John. This is always a blast. Uh, we will put up uh, the results on our socials at Recent Act Pod, and you guys can kind of vote for who you think did the best. I think John won 
the 97 one, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But I think that's just because you have like the pint army, all your bots out there. So I think that was probably cheating. So I think now that, uh, you know, Twitter has been fully corrected, you know, it's totally bot free now. It runs way better, right? Uh, Under new management. So I think. I think we'll put up the poll, and I think it'll be legit this time. So we'll see who wins on that one. John, before we get out of here, man, just uh, put it out there, uh, the socials, and where people can find the pint. Absolutely. Uh, Every podcatcher that is out there, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, whatever, uh, just go find the pint, colon, a pop culture podcast. We come out weekly. If you want to check us out on Twitter and Instagram, it's at the pint podcast. And uh, that's it. We come out uh, every week. We have new episodes. We're uh, Shane. We got shirts on T Public. Shane's wearing one right now, <laughs> making me so proud. Um, but yeah, uh, give us a listen, and uh, we'll, we'll try to uh, win you over. Yeah, just like every man over forty, don't forget that colon. Uh, thank you for putting that's that right. out there, John. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you guys. This was a lot of fun. Uh, we ran a little long, but I hope you guys all hung in there and and enjoyed uh, the three of us reliving our youth uh, via the movies. So definitely come back. Uh, you know, subscribe, rate, review, all that stuff, all the good stuff for recent activity, and be sure to come back next week for more recent activity.